0: This podcast is part of the
1: Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Hey, this is Todd Hoffman from WSTR Galactic Public Access, and you're listening to Conversations with Pat and Charles. These two goofballs will make you laugh, and you'll learn a little bit something about Star Wars.
0: a translation to a star wars nation it's a celebration
2: hello and welcome to conversations i'm charles and i'm pat and this is episode 68
1: the dark side the light the good the bad principles ambition Steadfast morality ends justifying means. What seem black and white lands somewhere in between. Oh,
2: man, right! <laughs> and I, he drops the mic. <laughs> oh. So this is part two of the Dark Disciple novel. Right. And part one was with our great friends Michael and Dale at It's True All of It podcast. And we have tonight Michael... Thank you so much for accepting and <laughs> putting up with us to come back for part
0: two of this fantastic novel. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, really well. And look, thank you so much. We've been trying to organize this for a while and what better time? It's no hassle for me at all. I'm locked <laughs> up at home again anyway, still in <laughs> lockdown. So. Sure. so before anybody
2: would oh, want wait. to listen to this part of the show... Definitely go back and listen to part one on It's True All of Its stream.
1: Okay, well, that's assuming that people wanted to listen to this. Oh, they don't.
2: I mean, the better part is on the other stream for sure. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They can cut through all this junk. (laughs) But definitely go check out part one. You know, we really get into the origins of the characters, uh, their motivations, the situations, and how these characters came to be together at this point in the novel. And a lot of it, like Pat was saying in the intro, a lot of these motivations are came from different perspectives, but it suddenly are coming to a head and are forcing way different outcomes for all of our characters. And it's an interesting thing what, like Michael was saying on his episode, you've got kind
1: of what happened with Anakin and falling in love, mm. where he kind of falls to the dark side. You've got some interesting parallels and deviations from that here because you've got love that's that's blossoming between Quinlan and Asajj that's kind of bringing him towards the dark side but it's also bringing her a little bit the other way
0: yeah yeah like the vice versa sort of thing as we were discussing in the episode uh you've got a unique perspective of both of them were Jedi's. Well, I mean, Quinlan's still technically a Jedi in this, but like the difference is that, yeah, Quinlan's always been sort of on that dark side, was as Pat was saying, and um, on It's True All of It on my episode for part one, that he the the, the form he has is kind of just touches on the edge of the dark side, going on to CD missions and Ventress uh, having been a Sith and now getting away from that because she was betrayed and possibly going back. To the light side or away from the dark and um the fact that they're also falling sort of for each other or starting that care or attraction that connection and that's due to like as i explained to sometimes in my experiences you're a solo traveler you travel on your own um you meet another traveler you might be with them for a few days or maybe a few weeks or something and you sort of get to know each other more because you're experiencing all these new sensations and you're spending a lot of time with each other. And it's this is the point where we're getting now. They're dressing up. Mm. Lynn's looking pretty cute or whatever, like yeah. <laughs> something like that. And they're now about to meet Zuko. So this is where mm. it starts to get pretty full on. And at this point, it's of the book, I noticed you can get to sort of like an end, but then this is when the book sort of goes oh, on yes. and drags on a bit. Not in a bad way, just in an interesting way. Sometimes I go, oh, that could have ended there. And oh my gosh, this is like another two or three part book. It's a really long arc. But mm-hmm. gosh, it tells a story. So here we are. So yeah.
2: they are literally getting dressed up to this gala that Dooku's going to be at. They've targeted this event as a hopefully successful mission to mm-hmm. take out Dooku. And dooku being the master chess player that he is uh sort of sees it and reads it quickly and things do not go as planned whatsoever but what an adventure mm-hmm. to get to that point
1: they get dressed up and of course you know quinlan's heart stops a little bit skips skips a little bit of a yeah. <laughs> beat when uh, when he sees uh ventress um step out in her, her gown and stuff. Yeah. And I love how, like, they go through security. And security's like, uh, clearly you're not hiding anything under that dress. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> yeah. And she just walks on yeah. through. They don't even, okay. like,
1: frisk. They're like, no, nope, you're good. Yeah. Because it's quite form-fitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, she's she's an assassin, so she's...
2: Very used to... Uh... Well-versed in that, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, Used, yeah, yeah. used to having those tricks
2: up her sleeve. So after they get in there, they've planned sort of a approach to get Dooku in position for them to be able to take him out. And they end up on a veranda, sort of outside. Mm-hmm. This is where the initial battle goes down. This very mm-hmm. sort of action-oriented engagement between all of them. And they end up falling over the side of this patio or this veranda on the outside. And suddenly clankers are coming and all chaos breaks loose. And uh, Assage gets separated from Quinlan. And unfortunately, Quinlan's captured. Yeah. And Assage yeah. makes, it, makes it away. And she definitely feels uh, the regret that she had to back out, even though it was the smart play. Because it would serve no purpose for both of them to be captured. Aside from the business aspect, they were doing very well for themselves as these bounty hunters making good coin. And we talked about in part one with Michael is that these plans after Dooku was taken out, we're going to check out. And now suddenly her partner, Mm. her sort of burgeoning lover and life partner is now captured and she's in a really bad spot. But why would she give herself up? Because she wouldn't be able to get him out anyway. So she has to leave and and away she goes and it's
0: like what i mentioned before in um part one that this is the time when uh will pretty much got boss in in the palm of his hand to sort of say i didn't kill your master Thom. you know mm-hmm. this is where he finds mm-hmm. out and that's when his psychometry comes in and that's when he holds the lights home and he realizes it. and then so then this is where it all just it's an interesting book you just mm-hmm. go down the spiral and go oh man it's not that easy this is going on and it goes on and on again later on because She's going to come and go and to sort of save him, and then yeah. he doesn't want to be with her yeah. now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> to him, and it's like this is getting complicated. Got that whole
1: that whole betrayal aspect where okay, so she led him to believe that you know I saw Dooku kill your master and all this. It's like, well, you're lying
2: now. First <laughs> yeah. of all,
1: So um. this is the part in the Hallmark movie where everything's going
2: great, <laughs> and then uh, I'm sorry, what movie? <laughs>
1: Hammelmark movie Hammelmark.
2: thank you Hammelmark. Yes. yes and uh, when,
1: uh, when uh, <laughs> Hey Mark Hey Mark So um when it's the part in the movie where like then it takes that turn that well yeah in this you don't see coming yeah and then you're like oh well that's going to complicate things sure enough then she's like hey I'm a massage venture I'm here to rescue you and he's like no nah, well <laughs> I heard some things I heard some things she needs help to rescue him. Yes. Okay. So she she, she ends went. up uh, going back to some um some bounty hunters that she has met along the way. Embo. Ah. <laughs> <I'm not> so...
0: <laughs> Boba Fett. There you I go. Spoiler alert. <laughs> going off on tangent, but as everyone knows, I wrote a song called Bounty Hunters. We don't need their scum, and it might be featured on one of these episodes coming up again because I just repeat my songs now. <laughs> 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 uh, they're songs. Songs. Because they're awesome They're <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, good songs and um, writer's block But it'll come back but Look, I'm going to record that song uh, Bounty Hunters In the studio with the drums and all proper sounds nice. um, I hadn't written a second verse But I've written a second verse The first verse is the original Bounty Hunters in Empire Strikes Back The second verse has got some Clone Wars and prequel nice. characters And stuff, Bounty Hunters and Embo's mentioned, so yes, yeah. spoiler alert when you hear that in the <laughs> song. But, no, I'm exi- I was so excited to hear that he was coming into the story, and like, oh, cool, yes. Embo's there, I love Embo's. <laughs> Just going off on kind of related to this, it's sort of how much we learn about Asajj Ventress, her character and what she's gone through. Um, well, this is especially for people that have watched in-depth Clone Wars like I have, so how I know her. So obviously she did do those things of, killing Th- thom you know killing a jedi and prior to that she'd had i think two jedi masters that had been slain and mm. so she's you know it, it led to where she went, then she finally went to dooku um but in one of the clone wars when she's oh oh another spoiler alert she's in bounty hunters too because the size of interest became a bounty she didn't try the game the Sarge ventures tried this bounty game there you go <laughs> so, um i only wrote that a few days ago so i'm just excited <laughs> The, the band name is... Um... Oh, the band. Okay. While we're here. Yes. <laughs> while we're here. I've got such great live Star Wars songs. And you're also going to find it through my other name, Zabologist, right. S-Z-A-B-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. All the links will be in our description, by the way, so don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> It's all on YouTube, Bandcamp, Spotify. Anyway, um, but we learned that going back to Ventress, that she did the kind thing of, say, when she was a bounty hunter... She didn't give away that Princess Prize that was in the the, the chest in that sort of episode. She put Boba Fett in there and, you know, got away with it. So my my point is where I'm getting with that is that she's showed some act of kindness. She thought about uh, herself or previous things. And now it's interesting when she's going to have to go get Quinlan Boss that she's sort of fallen in love for and feel bad about well, later on, she's going to find out that he that he knows that she killed a master, but she's like, I'm not like that anymore. It's yeah. not what I want to do. I want to change. And how hard it is and how complex these grey areas of redeeming yourselves and teaming up with an old friend, Obi-Wan, again. Mm-hmm. Like when they were teaming up against um, Maul and Savage, oppress where, you know, mm-hmm. Savage <laughs> so wanted to get back at him at yeah. some point. Yes. Some other complexer cities mm-hmm. that she deals with, but... And then, here, have one of my lightsabers red, not my collar. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so That's cool such to a see it. Giving uh, up with Obi-Wan again. Yes, we've got these things
2: going on, right? So we got Asaj, who's now, like Pat was saying, enlisting help from some of the best bounty hunters. And again, that speaks to her uh, loyalty to Quinlan. And Quinlan now is also experiencing the truth that uh, he was under the false impression that it was Dooku who had killed his master and it wasn't mm. it was Sasage under the direction of, of uh, Dooku, but whatever. Right. Then we, we flash back quickly to the Jedi council. And uh-huh.
0: mm-hmm.
2: then you've got this pragmatic approach to it. And what does Mace Windu utter, except we may have a rogue Jedi. And, I I literally wrote that down as a note because that's where I take it as it like, wow. So you have a tool that you've used, you've honed it to, you know, successfully complete your missions. You set him off on this path and he's fallen to the dark side, or at least on this path. And they, they sense that. And now you're almost condemning him as a rogue Jedi and Mm -hmm. how quickly that changes for the Jedi council. And I'm glad my wife is not Mm. here because she'd be like right now, screaming at this (laughs) microphone. I hate the Jedi council and the Yoda. What a jerk. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. That's what I was getting to. Oh,
1: okay. So Mace and essentially the Jedi council throw him into the lion's den and then write him off. Like, Oh, well, okay. I guess, guess that didn't work. They start to you know try and scramble together a uh, a plan B as it were. <laughs> um, so Quinlan at this point has been influenced heavily in his detainment with Dooku mm. uh, to the point where Dooku refers to him as his apprentice. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, mm. it even mentions in some of his higher emotionally charged periods uh, that, that his eyes have turned yellow as yes. well. Yep. Yeah. So you can kind of see how he's kind of already been close, and now he's he's definitely going over that line mm-hmm. and yeah. and delving more into into the dark side and essentially turning.
0: Uh, I find this was where once again the the story is going. Gosh, now this is getting even more complicated because he says it after this sort of happens you know just going forward a bit um he's telling then just like i was just putting it all on to protect the situation or to try and get the mission done Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like were you really or Mm. did you get some of it or maybe were you trying to fight against it um you're being a puppet for uh dooku when you're on the sort of the screen everyone can see how with the eyes yeah yeah, that he is uh, Dooku's apprentice and stuff, but I'm not sure, like, was he really um, playing that up or would, I'm sure there was some side of it that he really did get delve into the dark side. But it's just interesting when, sorry, I am jumping forward and we could probably, maybe it'd be better when we get to it as we go along from this path. But that whole thing of first, it's near, at this stage, it's between boss and Asajj, boss is like, hey, go away, you've, you killed my master. Mm. And then Asajj was like, oh, oh my gosh, you hit the dark side, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then... But no, it's uh, it's
2: a great segue because as Pat was saying before, you know, she contacted Boba Fett and Embo and, and assembled this group mm. of bounty hunters to go and rescue Quinlan from Dooku. And while well planned and uh, surgically executed, mm. ultimately Quinlan chooses to stay mm-hmm. and quinlan says that was part of the act i had to do that yeah, yeah, yeah. i had to sell this uh mm, yeah. you know we're trying mm. to get Dooku here i mean this is part of the act and mm. and even you know she's questioning herself it's like well is he right. i mean that sort of makes yeah. sense mm. but but was, then she also feels the dark side
1: when she's when she's yes, around him at that's that point too right.
2: that's right she feels the rage and he reveals to her that you know you lied it wasn't Dooku. it was you you lied to me i felt it and it reveals itself that the saber that he picks up isn't Duku; it's Asajj herself. And as a reader, as a listener, you're like, "Oh man, okay. Now where's this going? <laughs> I, yes, I thought I knew where this story was
0: going. Now I don't. It's like this story in some ways drives me nuts a <laughs> but it's good. You know, you're like, where, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm reading on the bus and I'm listening. Going, Oh gosh! Like I want some sort of clarity. <laughs> or like we're gonna make this simplified now. I've got to get to work and I have to put it on pause or whatever. And <laughs> um, it, it is. But then, it, even though I say like this is annoying, it's frustrating. It gets you in. It's it, it's a really complex, interesting oh, yeah. story. Yeah, you're not. And it's only
1: frustrating because you want to you want to get to the next part. Yes. And, and how are they going to resolve this? And then you, you have to, I got to hear more. Yes.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah because it, it, there's no warning it's not like uh this is a part two book of a three trilogy so you you know when it's all well you know it's going to wrap up because it's going to get down the book but you don't know where they're going normally when you have those things where it's a trilogy or something it, it's got sort of a separate kind of arc in a way where it's just like it got about three or four or five or seven or something in there um but gosh i don't know <laughs> it's, it's good that's good <laughs>
1: I think that's part of why it's uh, so, so good. So well received Mm. because of the twists and the turns and the sort Mm. of waxing and waning of characters that have already kind of switched allegiances in the past and are kind Mm. of on the fence about some things, how they do fluctuate back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, well I could, I could see this happen. I couldn't see that happening. And (laughs) you know, all this kind of stuff that happens, but, um, You know, ultimately, he ends up back with the Jedi. And they're kind of like, well, we saw the hollows. Mm. Okay. Mm. We know that there's this sort of darkness in you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, where do we, you know, do we, is he on work release? I don't like (laughs) what kind of, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: It's on probation, maybe. I don't know. He's on light duties. And then I'm thinking, like, <laughs> this is interesting. When I was chatting to this about with Reed, we just did a summary of the book. Like, we didn't go into it as deep as we are. And it's on his uh, podcast, The Babble Bubble, which he used to do a prequel's appreciation uh, podcast, but now it's just sort of sci-fi and all sorts of stuff. And I wanted to talk about this, so we, we had a quick chat. But basically, he, he came up with a point to say that, you know, say if you're a police or something and you... Um, shoot uh, someone, or, or, you know, not, not intentional, or something happened. And then they put that police officer you know, on light duties, like paperwork or mm, something like that. Yes. I'm not, I'm probably not, I don't Administrative, know. Administrative. Yeah yeah. 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 And it's sort of like, well, okay, we're going to put Voss on light duties because he's gone to the dark side. <laughs> However, <laughs> the problem is, this was towards the end of. um. The Clone Wars getting into Revenge of the Sith, and I know it's a deleted scene, so I don't know whether it's actually canon or not. But in the deleted scene, oh, well, actually, no, it's not a deleted scene because Obi- Obi-Wan says Voss is taking his troops to such and such. and So, yeah, hang on, wait a minute, <laughs> you need to be on light duty. So, you're getting him out in Jedi now. <laughs> What's going on there? There's he
1: needs a chaperone. <laughs>
2: Once they get back to Coruscant, Avengers Mm. meets with Obi-Wan and she has this admission that, look, I felt the dark side in him. Um, He's with uh, Dooku right now and we're not doing very well in this mission. And they agree to present themselves to the Jedi Council for Mm. guidance because, I mean, we got a bad situation. You've got a quote unquote rogue Jedi who's now under the influence of Dooku and uh, Asajj clearly, like Pat was saying, felt the presence of the dark side. What are we going to do? Are you just going to let this guy twist in the wind? Or are we going to try and finish this thing? And that's their approach mm-hmm. with the Jedi Council.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Obi-Wan is going to join Asajj. And mm-hmm. they're also going to bring Dash and Anakin.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Dash is like a one of the characters that we met way back at the start of the story. He's like a close friend. And so that relationship would be hopefully a tie back to the Jedi. So they all head off on this mission to go back to rescue Quinlan from Dooku. So they do manage to successfully grab Quinlan. They bring him back. Hmm. And again, Ventress feels the dark side in him. And it's funny, it's not mentioned that Obi-Wan feels it, but I don't know if it's that connection that Ventress has with Quinlan at this point, that sort of she's seeing the underlying hidden aspect of it but Obi-Wan is sort of reluctant to believe it because he says I don't feel the dark side I think we're okay they bring him back to Jedi Council and he's basically like you guys said light duty time
0: it's interesting how you say about how Asajj Ventress can sense the dark side in him because she's had that power of she's come back out of the dark side so that's kind of really strong that we don't think about that that she's gone to Sith and gotten away from it and used some kindness and um kyber crystal not bleeding anymore all those sorts of things um the rest of the jedi council can't sense Mm. the dark side that's interesting because i never thought about that and that's like they can't sense it with palpatine so at this stage it's like the sith or the power of the dark side is strong and it's stronger than the jedi at this point in time Mm -hmm. now if we explore more sith and jedi stories of star wars whether it be way back in the past way back into the way forward into the future we might see at some point the Jedi is really strong and it's not so much focused on politics or council. And I'm really excited to find those sorts of areas. And I, I haven't been reading any of the High Republic. I don't know what that's doing. And I mean, I feel that it might be limited because that's only like a couple of hundred years or so in the past, isn't it? Cause Yoda's mm-hmm. still there. Uh, so if there's that thing of ki Mundi says in the um, Phantom Menace that we haven't noticed Sith for millennia, yeah. unless they're told stories or things changed um what i'm saying is that this stage the dark side is strong or it's winning or they've just managed to cloud jedis uh, it might not happen all the time maybe yeah. Can. but yeah no i'm just saying that point it is interesting that uh she senses it so she just doesn't sort of uh trust quinlan at this stage and she just sort of also maybe doesn't want to go back there, she's been there and done that. with yeah, The dark side of yeah. the Sith. She's coming out, so it's not only because whether he'd lied or not, or did a cover up, um, being on all the cameras and the nets with his yellow eyes and being Dooku's apprentice and puppet. It's more than the fact that she's uh, scared to. If is it real, it's not real. Well, actually, I feel i like would touch with the duck side. So I'm not going to go there. And but it's interesting that she's really upset about how much whether he's lied about it or gone to the dark side, whereas he's the one who should be really angry with her still because she killed his (laughs) master. But he's willing, really, really willing to forgive. He's felt with the dark side a bit, but he's also, hang on, I'm forgiving someone for killing my master. I'm in love with them. Mm -hmm. I'm now wanting to be forgiven by going too far forward into the dark side and he's wanting to be with her and it's this is, this is an interesting story this I think there's a lot to be said for
1: mm. you know empathy so you mm. know you can rebuke someone for oh how could this happen how could you do such and such but at this point he's kind of dabbled in dark side and knows what it can mm. do to a person and how it can twist them those sorts of things that she had done while mm under the influence of the Sith and the dark side, it's kind of, he, can, he can kind of relate to that mentality being kind of poisoned by the Sith mentality and say, you know, I've, like Michael was saying, you know, I've spent a lot of time with her and who mm. she is today. And uh, I can yeah. tell the difference between who she is mm. now versus who she was then and how easy it is to succumb to those types of things when you're under that influence. Totally. So he can kind of forgive yeah. a little more easily than, than someone who's who's Good not point. been
2: through that. You know? Good point. He still sees himself and Ventress. Hey, we can rule the galaxy together. I, I still want you part of that. Even though what he ultimately wants to have happen is not going to fit with what she's looking for. And again, like mm. we said in part one, there are two sort of entities going opposite directions sort of, you know, adventures is trying to come back from that dark side. And Quinlan is just on this train, you know, mm. heading towards the dark side. So before we get into end of this novel, we're going to take a quick break. Mm. and I'll be right back. Want that glamorous Amadala look on a lower level Coruscant budget? Then let Preta Padme dress you to be the most impressive.
1: From elaborate scented headpieces to lowly traveler robes, we offer you all of her
2: fashions at Outer Rim prices. Where are you heading to? A romantic picnic on Naboo? A night out with the handmaids? Or a sunset speeder ride on Tatooine?
1: Whatever the occasion, we have the styles to bring out your inner beauty and the light side of the force in your man. Don't keep your marriage of beauty and style a secret.
2: Stop by Pret at Padme today. All right, and we are back. Uh, thank you for our sponsor there. So, uh, yes, very fitting.
0: What? Yeah, pretty good. I, I feel that uh, Asajj Ventress, she would have got her dress there from Pet-a-pet-me. Yeah, That's very
1: true. <laughs> Who are you wearing, Ventress? Pedipadme.
2: Oh! <laughs> 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 it's a dress to kill for. Oh, oh man. Where <laughs> <Really> you <clears throat> can hide
0: your lightsabers there.
2: She slayed it in that dress.
1: Um, Speaking of slaying. Boom. mm, Look at that. The obvious choice of what to do with a Jedi that you're not sure if he's turned dark or not is um, to put it in the hands of Master Windu. And, (laughs) um, you know, clearly his his best response to that is to kill him. It's a slippery slope. It is. and come up with this idea uh, one time and now it's thrown out all
2: the time. Exactly. At a person you've created yourself. So like we were talking about in part one before the commercial, Quinlan's on his rehabilitation stint, right? He's on light duty. And so now (laughs) as all of the council has agreed that. He's okay. I, now maybe it's time for submissions. Chiari Mundi's over there like, hmm, yes, I think a chaperone will do. And he's like, no, nah, no. Nah.
1: He's got to go. What are you talking
2: about, Kiati? You've been here like two days out of the past 30 because of all your wives.
1: Right. Hey, look, he's got <laughs> alimony and stuff. Um, so, But the thing is, it's like, you know, do we exile him from the order? No. Murder. <laughs> no.
0: It's and this not- is what. This is where Mace gets the idea, like, okay, Palpatine, he's too um, evil to be power-like. He had the right idea there, there's
1: something to this. No, (laughs) there's not.
0: So what's interesting about these
2: two missions that Quinlan goes on that are part of his rehabilitation stints ultimately end in sort of questionable ends, right? Now, Mm. it eventually comes out that he was the cause for them. But Mm. when it comes back to the Jedi Council that... These two things have happened with zero evidence that it's Quinlan's fault. What do they do? Yeah, It's Quinlan's fault. Oh, <laughs> why don't we just call Quinlan Ahsoka? Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. they jump to conclusions without much evidence quite easily. So Obi-Wan says, look,
1: maybe we stop killing people. Have him take on another task. hmm and if mm. he's successful
0: then he lives if he's unsuccessful mm. then we can kill uh, it's so frustrating like <laughs> and once again and this is why i find it hard in some clone wars episodes to watch when anakin and obi-wan are near duke and all these chances they've had the jewels or when they're captured with the pirates at hondo and that's like oh my god they're right there you know, <laughs> you know or, and once again he, he's right there clinton's right there with him and there's so many options where he could have, you know, probably assassinated him or killed him. And, right. oh, and he's we'll going to get into this, you know, like, oh, I need him alive. He's powerful, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and <he's> gonna <laughs> or some elaborate plan they have. Oh, gosh.
1: Do you know why the planet's called Christophsis? No. No. Who played Count Dooku.
0: Christ- Christopher... <gasps> Are you week. serious? And, um, oh, man. I love it. There we go. Something you learn each day while we talk to other Star Wars fans. Oh, and...
2: Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, Michael, we going plug yeah. your show. <laughs> wait, there's more. There's more. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's
2: cool. That's awesome.
1: So Quinlan d- defeats Dooku in a duel. Yay. That means he's going to kill yeah. him.
2: He defeats Dooku yeah, in a yeah. duel.
1: One-on-one duel. Right.
2: That's mind-blowing but, blowing.
1: but mm. anakin and
2: obi-wan were unable to do yes that. i mean yeah right. yeah at this point in the story without knowing the end i literally thought mm. this was part of dooku's plan to pull him to the dark side fully to make him think that he's stronger than me to right. lead mm. him to believe that i could be his apprentice
0: and that's why i, I was saying so frustrated it's like oh I can just, you know, kill him and now and then and then it's all over and the, he's too dangerous can... to be left alive. <laughs> yeah. That was it's a fantastic you mace. To mace. Anyway, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just to know how powerful he got. I mean he delved with the dark side and
2: In that duel, he takes Dooku's lightsaber and as a defense to Dooku's force lightning, he makes the X that we see Yeah, in Rise of Skywalker that Ray does, which was really
0: cool. Yeah, yeah. It's the best
2: defense against
0: force lightning. Once again, this is the power of the dark side, and the dark side is very powerful at this point in time. You know, we just talked about it a couple of minutes ago, as I highlighted, and he wants that. He wants Sidious. I think feel, it's not so much that he wants that. He's delved into the dark side, and the dark side is calling. Palpatine's that strong to go, yes, I'm telepathically leading and guiding you to me. So uh-huh. you can, because you're powerful and you're going to be by my side, you're going to think that you're going to want to um, kill me. Like the same yeah. thing, you know, he's doing that to everyone else. And <laughs> I feel that's because it, it's just, you know, you had that opportunity to like kill uh, Dooku and um, you don't, but it's the dark side mm-hmm. taking him away, maybe. That grasp mm-hmm. for power. Mm-hmm. That was really yeah. surprising that he's looking at Dooku
2: as a stepping stone mm. to get the Sidious. Like we had said in, in another
1: conversation that um <laughs> mm-hmm. Palpatine's looking for the best. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if this one wins, I'll take him. If that one wins, I'll take him. You know, so so yeah. it becomes one of those okay, so if you're stronger than Dooku, I don't really need him. Right. I need you. Yeah. And so again, it's like this tool gets cast aside because I don't need it anymore. Mm. I need mean, this one, you know, mm. and that's kind of where everything happens. Even, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, when Dooku loses to Anakin and then Palpatine's like, well, you're trash. Take him out. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. And, and it's, he's like, uh, well, that's fair because I lost. But, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where he's willing to upgrade
2: to the newest model if uh, the newest model is better yeah. than what he's got. Yeah. And he's at, he's at the peak of that pyramid and everything below him is merely a tool it's a fight for the ultimate position of being my apprentice and yes. speaks to the power of Sidious at that point yeah. but uh Quinlan is definitely clouded by that because uh Duke represents a serious roadblock to that avenue but his quest for that power and suddenly the surge of the dark side it's like, oh, I'm better than this. I, I, Well, granted, I just defeated him in a duel. I didn't kill him. Mm. Like, Michael, you were saying, it's like, you could have done it right there, but that yeah. his mission for the Jedi, out the window. If there's ever a yeah. damning moment yeah. of that, where, uh, as you said, Pat, that Obi-Wan had laid out, either, either he does it or he doesn't, that was it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, to prevent any further dark siding... Uh, <laughs> The the Jedi that had um, followed them end up capturing them. Yes. Because they're like, okay, well, I can see this going sideways because, well, it's gone sideways before. So uh, we're going to try and curb this here and get them back to the council and then deal with them from there. Mm -hmm. So Mace can say, kill them both. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll speak for the council. There you go. No, 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 you don't. (laughs) Don't. Um, so they capture them and they're like, all right, cool. Back to Coruscant. And then, um, n- no. <laughs> As Michael says, it's frustrating because they escaped.
0: Yeah. You had your uh, chance and then they escape and here we go again, you know?
2: They're being literally escorted to the ship to bring him back to Coruscant. And Quinlan and Dooku take out not just the clones. The that women
1: they- and children too.
2: Yeah. yeah. And Dash. I mean, his transformation at this point, which, you know, Quinlan would say it's all part of the act, but like you can just see this march towards pure darkness. They escape and then we come to the place where this story comes to an end when they crash land on Dooku's super secret hideout. Mm. Again, Christophs,
0: right? yeah, yeah, Yeah,
1: So they contact Palpatine to get some sort of
2: transport off this rock to save their skins. And he's trying to sell this, like, because Ventress, and she's there, and she's like, Yeah, you gotta help me. Uh, you know, Quinlan's, you gotta c- come and get me. We're here. What do you mean, we? And then she looks and says, Dooku. And it's like, What the heck? Now, Dooku's yeah. not in a great spot, yeah, right? Fact- he's mm-hmm. injured, and Quinlan's literally trying to convince her, Look, this is all part of the plan. Just right. trust me. Trust me. This is all. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This is all yeah. good. This is all. And, but you're with him. You're helping him. Yeah, don't worry, yeah, don't worry about, about, it. about it. Don't worry about it. Just land us somewhere. Spirit get us out of, of here. It, yeah. Now she's seeing the person that she has spent the past part of her life trying to kill being part of our plan. And all this is going on. And you got the Jedi chasing them and all this is it's mayhem. Absolute mayhem. Aside from this relationship that she's trying to rescue, and rescue, not just the relationship, but him as well from the dark side, and Quinlan's just not having anything of it.
1: So Gosh. then the clones and the Jedi chase everyone to capture them, mm. and then Dooku ends up going all dark side on everybody. he <laughs> um, tends to do. <laughs> he, starts, he starts throwing around force lightning again.
2: Yeah, Then they're basically surrounded on this little sort of secret base. Uh, there's no exit it's like one entrance and that's it. And the ultimate sort of showdown starts coming with Dooku dealing out all this force lightning and he's now aiming at Quinlan. Mm-hmm. Ventress sees this coming and she throws herself in front yeah. of Quinlan and she takes the fatal hit. As a reader, I was like, I'm, this can't be where she dies.
0: This- I know. This was just so it was horrible. This is where I get sort of like, yeah, and much as I love the book and the story, it's just like, I don't want to, See, that's what happened, you know, because yeah. of, she'd worked so hard to get to yep. the light side and look how far she's come. And I think it's like he's sort of, yeah, she's died, but in some way she's been saved to die yeah. through the light side, you know, taking turning back to the light side. Realising what the dark side has done to her, oh, she came back and then this happens. And it's, I mean, it's great that she's dying in that right, frame of mind yeah. and soul and heart where it's belonged for the right thing for her. But so sad. Like I just wanted them to be together and like not die and just <laughs> yeah. hide away. And, the um, forever romantic Michael. Over here. Yeah, <laughs> pop, pop up but in the uh, post or post era of the empire or something and some other. Yeah. Life, they could have
1: found some off, off planet somewhere and, and just, you know, mm. started to, Farm Moisture or whatever. Um, exactly.
2: A Disney Plus series.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly. You know, Quinlan then loses his mind. <sighs> and yeah, goes yeah, yeah. berserk. But before he ends up killing Dooku, he, I, th- I think, is brought kind of back to his senses because of her. Yeah, absolutely, and is is driven by what she went through, what she came back from, and uses that as a way to come back from all the murdery murder that he (laughs) intends to do, and um, and he goes to leave that to the Ewoks. So, um, (laughs) so essentially, you know, he he talks himself down off of this cliff of killing and leaves Dooku to go back to Ventress
0: as she's dying. Yeah. And it, it's also, it's a choice that later on, I'm not sure how I read this or if it was my thoughts on it, but it was like both of them have made choices in the past. From the beginning, going back to the Sarge Ventress choices of Master's dead and going to the dark side, and then like, hang on, I'm betrayed um, I'm going to go bounty hunting, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go get revenge, and hang on, I'm going to go for love, I've met Quinlan. Getting back to uh, Voss, yeah, the, the Ventress is like, uh, rather than hate Dooku and having all that hate and that dark side that he's fed on, that he's felt, that's been seduced to, he's just going to choose to love Ventress. Um, even though the choice is too late, even though she's sadly passed away, he's got that chance to change to the right path of choices, the right path that he that he feels so and another thing that i you know reflect to you you do have a love relationship building um and that that's a part of falling in love in certain situations and sometimes these wonderful amazing experiences what you learn from each other even though they're right or wrong um you're having this amazing experience and even if it just lasts for a short time so it's a it's experience it's not that everyone gets to um, be with someone and live happily ever after people can die or maybe just move on and, um, just change. But in that moment and those choices that you knew, um, you were in love together and you had that experience or that, you, that, you know, you could feel that and let down those walls Assage ventures, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. she had, so that's good within itself. So I thought that was some thoughts that I took away as I was getting towards the end of the book what just ever happened. Yeah, I, um,
2: you know, when he declares that he's a Jedi and doesn't kill Dooku. For me, that was Asaja's redemption. That was her ultimate turn yeah, to the light yeah, because yeah, even though she absolutely. was dead at this point, she had found love, like you were saying, Michael, that this was the ultimate savior for her is that she can not come back from the dark side and Find love, but also find purpose and find hopefully a future, which didn't happen, with someone who can bring her back and she can also affect as well. And she brought him back from the dark side and he literally had his lightsaber over Dooku and he could have killed him at Mm. that point. Yes, what was the ultimate goal of this mission was to kill Dooku. But for him to say that I am a Jedi, Mm. my interpretation, he not only redeems ventress he redeems the jedi council and who's there to witness Mm. that is obi-wan and he sees that and he sees that wow this was the wrong path that we were on to begin with and Mm -hmm. he saves us all
1: Uh, and if we've learned anything from
2: obi-wan
1: it's that he's he's a rule follower but every once in a while he'll look the other way it was Kind of fun to see that in season seven of the Clone Wars, oh. where Anakin's talking to Padme and, and he's like, "Uh, what's going on in there?" And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, "Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, changing yeah, yeah. my clothes. Uh-huh. Why are you wearing the same thing you wore before?" <laughs> um, and he's, and then it's just like, uh, "So tell her I said hello." Like, oh, so good. Okay, he knows what you're up to. Yeah, he's. Not gonna chastise you for it, he's, but he's not gonna. He's also not gonna tell anyone, yeah. you know. So it's like mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. things where every once in a while he'll kind of be okay with that. But again,
2: you know, because of the own relationships that he has had, right? Yeah. Like Michael had said in the part one of this, on it's true all of it. Like his relationship with the team plays into that. He has yeah. that perspective of it, you know, and he knows where that comes from. And he, he
1: uh, ends up kind of. Allowing a bit of a wake for Quinlan and Ventress, they head back to Dathomir, where yeah. she and the Night Sisters are from, mm-hmm. and um, she's she's the last of the Night Sisters at this point because they've all
2: died at that point. So yeah, by um, Count Dooku, no less.
1: Right, yeah. exactly. So um, you know they they obviously use magic and sort of supernatural powers like that so Quinlan brings her back to
2: put her at rest What do you think Michael about this?
0: Part? Yeah the, well the final thoughts and feelings that I had when we get to this point of the book it was Snobby's commenting how number one we, we really are losing our ways <laughs> assassination options you know not <laughs> only just for like DQ but getting towards Voss and all that sort of thing but boss um saying like that sarge Ventures she saved me to um that you know how powerful and how important that is from what she's been through to go get someone who was a jedi that was leaning towards the dark side she she saved him yeah i think i think just both of what you've said is just yeah just recently what you just said i feel exactly the same about how powerful that all is um what a complexity of where it led to re getting to the book as a saying, every now and then it's like, oh, getting frustrating, it's going on and on. Why can't I just make it easy? But that's <laughs> not how sort of life works and how sad that is to lose um Asajj Ventress, but what she had done and how important that was um to create what Finland Boss became and I know apparently he's supposed to have died because it was a deleted scene or something and he's a Jedi, but I don't know. I hope he survives. Somewhere. Yeah. I want
2: to. Quinlan asks to honor her to bring her back to Dathomir. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Obi Wan's like, okay, uh, you can't go alone. You know that, right? He says, I know. I know. Mm. You know. It's it's a planet with very very strong connection to the dark side of the Ducks. force. Yeah. And that hit home for me because it was a after what he had just gone through, and he's putting himself back in touch with the potential of the dark side of the force. To honor mm-hmm. her for her family, and what an ultimate end! I mean, I, I'm just like so emotional at the end of this book. Is like, oh, just when you thought that this couldn't get any more strongly emotional from when she died, yeah. now she's back on Dathomir, and knowing the entire Night Sisters yeah. and Dathomir arc, and uh, seeing her rebirth as a sister and what led her to be there—it was Duku all along. The, the circles that are brought forward and closed on this planet with her character it was just beautiful it was just so such a wonderful end so
1: then Quinlan ends up going back to the Jedi and um, and mm. the it's unclear as to what happened to him during Order 66 Yeah, but nothing mm. in current canon yeah uh, you know Alludes to him perishing in order 66. right yeah so there oh, could be more Quinlan uh but i mean to to have him um brought back by such a bond was interesting again because you you see love as a force to pull people to the dark side, but then now you see it as something that's pulled someone back on the dark, dark side. side, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Now I'm crying. <laughs> I'm, uh,
1: he cried during the book too. I don't <laughs> Shut up, I did flight, not. You know. I
0: did.
1: I guess that uh that kind of uh scratches the surface of the book, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that wraps it up for me I've uh what else can I say it's just <laughs> uh, yeah amazing I really enjoyed it and wish that as I said Asajj Ventress didn't die so we could have more adventures with the two of them yeah but that told that tale and let's hope uh as we say deleted scenes not part of canon um that's what I believe and if I'm wrong whatever yeah. <laughs> put the dark side of me strike me down I just want him to be around in some other story somewhere because we know Star Wars is still being created. So it's always a possibility.
1: (laughs) Well, I know what to say. Thanks Michael for hanging out with us. Yes.
2: And thank you for uh, asking us to join in this deep dive into the dark disciple, which what a phenomenal, phenomenal book. And I agree with you uh, to somewhere in a timeline or in a story, some, hooded character with a yellow stripe across his face to show up in a story,
0: how mind-blowing. It would be... So, I mean, it's, it's certainly possible. So, yeah. Thank you so much for accepting my um, idea and reading the book and enjoying it and having a good chat. I just knew it would be a great chat and um, once again another double episode and I'm sure... Uh, hopefully someday, somewhere down the track, we'll find something else that goes on a crossover, hopefully next year or something. We'll see Absolutely. what happens. I mean, we're all always in the loop and busy with Star Wars projects and other things, but we get there and thank you again. Thanks Absolutely. for having me.
2: So where can everyone find you? Where's, uh, where's, uh, it's true all of it these days.
0: Okay. So it's true all of it. We can go to, um, Instagram. So it's true all of it. 33 and that's the same with our Gmail account. And also, you can, if you like, to find some Star Wars songs that I've written. You can look that up on YouTube, Spotify, and Bandcamp um, through my name of Zabologist, S-Z-A-B-O-L-O-G-I-S-T, or my other band name, Such Great Lives.
2: Thank you very much. We definitely look forward to our next project. We'll definitely figure out the next uh, crossover episode. And we'll have a blast like usual. I hope it's a ballad
0: of Quinlan and, and Asajj. Well, uh, I don't know if I'm going to write it yet, but we'll see. If it, you, <laughs> you guys just think it's easy, you know, that, that it all just all comes out just magically. Not, like that, right?
2: That's not the way it works? Actually- oh, okay. No, it <laughs> no. <doesn't>, please,
1: no. <laughs> no, it takes actual talent. Yeah, so right, right. That's why we don't put- know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're on the uh, on the socials and uh, the Conversations.com, the link tree that's got all our stuff, uh, all mm-hmm. our other stuff. The facebookcom slash conversations, Twitter at suations and conversations on Instagram. And you can obviously listen to Michael on It's True All of It and um, a lot of our like minded friends in the Red Five
2: Network. Very true. So we got a lot of good friends. Yes. <laughs> and that's the best part of this whole podcast is all the friends that we've made. Oh, man. So I guess that being said. Ranko Keeper, take us boy, out. Ranko <laughs> Keeper. <laughs> Ranko
0: Keeper, take us out. Yes. Well, thank you for having us all. I am Malachili, the Ranko Keeper, as they sometimes call me. And thank you for listening to Conversations.